Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. Talking things you're thinking, but not saying. You are joined by Stacey June and my young mate, Christy Mercer. Hello. We're coming off of the back of a couple of big weeks. Yeah, we yeah. uh, did a live show a few weeks ago. So we're back in the studio, chewing the fat uh, with a, a special hot seat hottie that we... We enjoy having different people each week. It's kind of a bit slutty. Are you allowed to say that word? It's not politically correct, <laughs> No, is I'm it? pretty sure you can say slutty. Well, we can choose well, to we, say it. Well, we get around. Well, we're calling ourselves slutty anyway. So even if it was incorrect, we could still call ourselves that, right? Yeah, I guess. That's right. Now, Juliet Allen is our guest today. She is a sexologist. Uh, she does a fair bit of work for Carefree. You may have seen a few articles written by her on some popular women's websites. And we're thrilled, as usual, to have an expertise that offers any type of knowledge, like official knowledge. Juliet, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have the expert on board because we yeah. just kind of scrounge around in the dark. Have we, we, no throw in, we throw them in every now and oh, then. We've got a good, we, we have a good crack at it, though. We're looking for the knowledge, trying to sound we like we know what's going on. We never claim to know what no, we're never. talking about. No, no, no. That's never been something <laughs> that we've claimed. But, Juliet, I assume you can claim that? I can claim it on a variety of topics, not oh, everything good. though, definitely not an expert on everything, but when it comes to sex, um, I guess I can claim that I have lots of knowledge because I feel like I just live and breathe learning about it at least. Can That's I, great. Can I just ask, oh, as I drop my headphones, can I just ask one quick question? Whenever I hear somebody saying, when they say that is their profession, when they are a sexologist, mm-hmm. I always yep. wonder... Does that mean you you are good at sex because you know a lot about it? Yeah. Like, I honestly, not not that I'm like, oh, Juliet's a sexologist, she, she's kinky. It's obviously your your field of expertise. You studied a very long time, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. in the same breath, I always wonder there must be some, you know, there mu- there's an interest there. Definitely. And I think people often wonder that yeah. when I say that's what I do. They're, you can see their minds are ticking over of course. and they're like, oh, my God, does that mean she's like this Kinky, like, <laughs> weekends and like, yeah, recent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, locking I, you in a cubby house. Oh, I've done all of that, <laughs> <laughs> even the cubby house. Hey, Juliet, when did you like, how does one person decide to become a sexologist? Like, what age were you where you're like, hmm, I'm gonna go study the vagina and see how it can be pleasured? <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I only decided that about probably about five years ago. I went to uni and studied psychology and hated it and then kind of had a few years off and became a mum and built this other stuff and travelled and then thought, oh, what what do I love and what can I turn into a career? And I just got really honest with myself. I was like, I love sex. I love talking about sex. I love reading about sex. Why not make a career? Yeah. I love, I love so, it. We're I always it. told in high school, I remember my careers teacher who looked me in the eye and said, do something that you love. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. sex. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love it? I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if um, for those of you that haven't listened to our podcast before, welcome. For those of you that are old hags, thanks for sticking yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, we're two radio chicks that dump our co-hosts once a week to talk shit on this podcast. We each bring a gem to the table, uh, and we'll do a bit of a contents uh, now. Now, Juliet, don't worry about babbling on because we've got mm-hmm. Philip here as well that works as a bit of an alarm for us to uh, rein us in. Okay. So you'll hear that sound effect. Don't, don't. It doesn't electrocute you though. It's not like okay. a. We're not. A, you know. We're not in a concentration camp here. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a duck. So yeah. good. Um, so I might kick it off this week. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, the death of something very important to me. Oh. Um, my okay. bra. <laughs> Wow. I was thinking you were going to get real deep and heavy for a second on this podcast. <laughs> well, I thought you didn't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> I know, before his press record, I was like, gee, she's changed at the last minute, which is not something that you are <laughs> a stranger to. Yeah. Um, what yeah. about you, Juliet? Well, I'm going to talk about... Uh, what, is this what I'm going to talk yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the fact that women are not doing their research as to what other vaginas slash vulvas look like. So then women are just worried that they're abnormal and that there's something wrong with them down there when really we're just, we're not looking at other people's enough. Okay. Wow. Looking at other, I'll have to ask you about that. I, I went through a, a very large period in my life where I thought I had an abnormal vag, so I'll have to That's the yeah. next episode. Mm, yeah. Christy and Stacey show each other their vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after a year, that's probably the one thing we haven't done. We've done just about everything else. The thing with that, the problem with that scenario would be, though, is that people would think we were doing it for hits. But if you do know us, we, we genuinely would be doing it. I know people are like, oh, look at these radio moles trying to be famous and getting lots of YouTube hits. No, no, we just filmed our lives. <laughs> Write that down. Put that in the ideas book. That's brilliant. Um, today I want to talk about footy boys. Um, there's just this whole pack mentality in this culture of being a footy boy and what that actually means. Can we please start with Can that Can we start now? with because this? Because I cannot believe that we have not ever covered this. I know. And I I don't, I don't know. It's something that is such a big part of my life. And I know, Stace, just hearing bits and pieces from your childhood always, you know, being really into the footy mm. and getting the training in Melbourne mm. and going to the footy, the mum and, you know, with your, your parents and whatever, that was always a big part of, of our childhood growing up. Um, my dad is a footy boy. He grew up playing footy, so did all of his five brothers. My grandma has, like, got a life membership to the, the wow. local footy league. She was, like, their timekeeper for, like, what over she 50 years. Oh, she She's amazing. And you know what? She was that granny that, you know, every single weekend, and still even now, even though she doesn't time keep, um, she's still down there. And I spoke to her the other day. I said, how are you going? She was really, really devastated because they'd almost lost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so much a part, so much a part of our family and growing up and whatever. Um, so much so that I guess probably one of my first ever relationships when I was 18, uh, I was with a guy and he was very much a footy bloke, like very boys and, you know, very much. And when I think about it in a sick way, kind of a, very much like my dad. Like, <laughs> you know, like in, wow. in well, it's natural. Yeah, like a bloke's bloke, mm. you know, no bullshit about flowers or this, you know, romanticism. You know, romanticism is going out and working. 
for eight hours a day. Like that's actually, I love my dad, but you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that <laughs> we don't really see eye to eye on. Like for, to propose to my mum, he gave her a wad of cash and told her to go out and buy her an engagement ring. So do you, know you, what I mean? so do you associate footy boys with essentially men that are like your dad or did you grow to also understand what I guess a footy boy is called and what I would imagine would be one from your own experience? A bit of both. And, like, look, in saying that, I'm not saying for a second that being a footy boy is a negative thing because I just said my dad is. I and think it is a bit. Um, I think there's a massive there's negative certain elements, Certain elements that, I've, that I would definitely say are negative about it. And, like, even thinking back to this relationship when I was, yeah, 18, I think I was 18, um, and, it, you know, things like... He would he would go away on a footy trip and just not answer his phone for like three days in a row, and then even little things like you know you'd hear they do some look pretty fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Like tag teaming girls and the nudity and just yeah and pooing in toilets yeah, like backwards to weirdness. annoy people. Yeah. Like this just oh, just weirdness. Oh. Juliet, have you like what's your take on the footy boy as in terms of that label? Yeah, look, I am totally the complete opposite. I grew up in a, in a family that my dad doesn't watch footy. Um, oh, wow, okay. I grew up in England. I, I didn't, I don't know, I grew up in a, yeah, complete opposite to um, you guys in that sense. And I have never dated a footy boy. I'm not into them. I'm not into that type of guy. I have no interest mm. in spending time with them. I'm not saying it's but, all I mean, bad. I, yeah. I am. I don't oh, know. you are. Yeah. Oh. I think it's pretty bad. Did you date a footy that, boy? I think that me, yeah. the minority, never. Never, oh, never, ever, ever. And but the you, minority, know that, you know what I'm talking about. Totally. And yeah. the minority is that they're good, I do believe. I think mm. there's always good in lots where there's bad, but I think there's a, a small number. I, I don't know. It's a massive generalisation, I suppose, but the, the I have more bad experiences with that type of character than I do good. Some of them on their own are okay, but generally you you have a lot to do with them in packs mm. and blokes in packs are just not my it, thing. It is. It's that egging on, or, oh, yeah, you weren't, you poofed out, you know, that kind of, that mentality. And, and my, the boyfriend that I'm with now and have been for the last five years is complete opposite of that. And it's probably not until I started dating him that I realised that that actually wasn't normal. Well, it's funny because when we, we went to a, a work thing a few weeks ago and Luke Darcy came up because he works within the same company for Triple M in Melbourne. And I thought to myself... You know, there is that real awful, I guess, stereotype with the way people get into the media. Oh, you were a footy player. Mm. You get in there. Um, Big Brother. You you were on Big Brother, so now you're famous. You get into the media. Mm. Not saying that's my thoughts, but they happen. So Luke Darcy comes up, and I did think to myself, what's he going to teach me? Because it was a day of hearing from Fifi Box and some really big names, really big bosses of the network. And Luke Darcy comes up and I thought, okay, I wonder. And I got a lot from him. I was really impressed. Same. So I'm not saying it is everybody. He was, you know, he taught me that I guess the the group dynamic of what you learn working as a team is really powerful. And I suppose I've been always pretty, a, a bit of a soul like a lone ranger with a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of people around me, but I work 
in my own spot and you would vouch for this, you know, working together in a close team, you've got to teach yourself to do other things. Yeah. Whereas they would know. They know those it's kinds of skill sets innate. from early on. Absolutely. So I think there's some really great things, but I think there's more bad things yeah. than great. There's a, and just the, the whack things, like I'm talking especially like the footy trip stuff. Remember, remember it was a few years ago with like Nick Rewalt and all that? I mean, you know where they had the nude photos that came out? Yeah. And they were like naked, you know, like posing with their dicks out and stuff. It was just like for this mentality where it's like, oh, you're a man and you're a man's man and, and all of that. And then, and then almost this side where it's like so homosexual, mm. like we're all together naked. It's going to be extreme. And taking photos of each other, it's extreme. I've heard, I've heard some story and this was, this is through a guy that Zane used to know um, and he said that he was going went away on this footy trip and whatever and that they were all standing around in a group and he goes oh and then you know someone was whacking off Johnny and then Johnny came and it was so fucking hilarious and then everyone in the room was like hang on what what he's like oh yeah how gay is he because he came and then they were like, well, yeah, the but f- yeah, but you're saying somebody was actually wanking him in front <laughs> of a group of people and he was enjoying it so much that he actually climaxed. And your problem what? is that he climaxed, not the fact that it was actually happening. Like, no, his problem is not that he's climaxed. His prom- problem was that he was gay. But this stuff happens. Like, it's not like these weird situations. They also, they're that, bizarre. They also, like, would avoid me like the plague. I am a footy bloke's worst nightmare. I'll tell them they're fuckwits. I won't be, I'm not a size four. I don't shut up when I'm told to. I don't like to be intimidated by several men thinking that their energy and their agenda on what the night involves is more important than girls. Again, not saying it's everybody, but... I just don't put up with shit and they are often told, not just by women, but by people around them that their shit doesn't stink Mm. because in this country, sport is so important. Mm. Football is so important. So they are very, very rarely told to shut up. They're very, very rarely told that they... You know they shouldn't be heard, or you know they're taught, they're basically given things on a on a platter. And this goes back to not even AFL. This goes back to the, my mates that were really good at footy in high school. Mm. They were always told that their shit didn't stink. So when there's other people that come in and you know and essentially tell them otherwise or keep it real and don't actually give two shits that they play football, it doesn't necessarily always go down very well. Julia, what about that? What about, you know, being a sexologist? I wonder if there is any kind of light that you can shed on that on that sexual aspect because you do hear, like, I, I have no doubt that there yeah, is... Yeah, like a lot of girls like, go for that guy. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there something that attracts you to that, you know, that... Arrogance. That arrogance or that, mm. or that you know, that pack? I've got to kind of break up the pack and almost, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm not sure. As, a, as women, do you think? Yeah. As, yeah. Look, I think there's there's certain type of women who love that. They're really attracted to the really macho, sporty, it's all about me, you know, kind of feel of men. And, you know, it's, it's true. There's women out there who just bow down to those men. And, you know, the, the footy boy is like the pinnacle of a man to mm. them. Mm. And then there's women like us who just sounds like we're not playing into all that whole ego mm. footy bullshit that 
um, I, I'm not really doesn't I don't find that attractive. No, in, no. I'm not. De- I'm not denying that I don't like. I like a strong man. You know, like we've spoken yeah. about this on this podcast before. You know, being a strong woman in a lot of other areas of your life, for instance, you know, a mm. career or, or other aspects, to then be able to come home or be in your relationship and not being the one to have mm. to kind of pick the shit up and you know bark the orders. It's nice to kind of. Just sit back a little bit and have someone else take the reins, but this is different. It is is different. And you know what? I associated that with that for a long time too, like that this strong man had to be that kind of guy, a bit arrogant, this real kind of bloke's bloke automatically assumed that he was Australian and football and that's what that meant. But there are so many men out there that are blokes blokes that also will ask for your opinion and not tell you to shut up and not Mm. would answer their phone if they're on a boys trip. Do you know what I mean? There are plenty of guys out there. But it took me a really long time to figure that out. Do you reckon, reckon, Juliet, it takes more confidence? You know, is that... Is that coming from a lack of confidence that, oh, no, you can't speak to your missus when you're on a footy trip or, you know, you know, you're putting yeah. the boys first or yeah, you're, you you're weak as piss? Like, is that coming from a lack of self-confidence? Is, that, is it actually the opposite of what it's being portrayed as being? I think it's just the culture. It, within, um, like, all those footy um, trips that they go on, mm. there's this kind of culture and expectation within the men that, you know, this is a boys' trip and it's all about the boys and, you know, like, girls aren't allowed and we're going to go out and have fun and, oh, my God, what the fuck, you just called, you know, you just called your girlfriend, why do you need her at the moment? I think there's there's a culture there and so men don't have the confidence and especially if they're younger to stand up and go, well, actually, she means the world to me and I still want to be talking to her and on, you know, they just don't have... I'm I'm, I'm laughing because I just tried to picture in the bar on a footy trip and someone going, she means the world to me, I'm going to take this call. Like, you just can't. You should be able to. And, I mean, I went through this with my last relationship, my big relationship. Was it, It wasn't a footy player, but it was a footy mentality. Yeah. You know, it was a real boys' pack. And there'd be days where I think I was stuck up for and then there'd be days where I just wasn't. Mm. And oh. it is, it's a real fine line because, I don't know, I think there's probably also some immaturity in there as well. I think if, you, if you're not forced to kind of grow out of that and you stay in that same circle since high school, then no one's asking you to change. You know, I think it, ta- it takes more confidence to be the guy that's like, no, fuck you guys, I'm just going to take this of course, call. but that is yeah. very rare in yeah. those scenarios. And generally they might be the captains and then go on to do great things like Luke Darcy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're the yeah, standouts. But like we said, they're definitely the minorities. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it's not just... And they're generally just younger the men. Mm. Which, they're immature. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, But some of them yeah. don't go out of it. <laughs> no. That's from first hand experience. <laughs> you wait, you wait, you wait. Oh yeah, we're still here. Doesn't I'm happen. Forty. Yeah. Um, mm. Juliet, do you want to take it away next? What's your What's your gem about? Okay, my gem is. Um, I have heaps of women who are coming to me lately, and the hot topic is. Um, oh my god, I think I'm abnormal. My vagina's abnormal, and what do I do about it? Um, <laughs> is that actually like when someone rings the reception? Sorry, I'm eating a mandarin. When someone eat, brings a reception, do you like? Do you have a receptionist, or do you take the calls where they're like, "Okay, so what would you like to see Juliet about, Doctor Juliet?" And do they say that? <laughs> no, they okay. don't. They, I mean, that this kind of comes out in um, those sessions, like coaching sessions with yeah. me, um, yeah. where they right, okay. they they talk about how they're not feeling confident with sex, or they have 
that had sex for years or whatever it is, but then really the issue comes down to I just don't like anyone seeing my vagina because, yep. you know, one of my flaps is bigger than the other. Oh. And, you know, <laughs> I and feel it's bad like, for those flaps if they're not ever being seen. But I've felt, I've felt like that, like not now, but there's been times in the past where... Yeah, I've been like felt really exposed, like physically, but in a lot of other aspects as well. That it is, you have more confidence to be under the sheets or to do it in the dark because it's a really confronting thing. I don't know, not just for somebody to see you naked, but to see your vagina up close and personal is full on. Definitely, and it leaves you in a really vulnerable position because you're opening your legs literally to someone who sees everything. <laughs> They, like, Straight through to your heart. You. Like, Straight sometimes you can see inside. Like, <laughs> no, and no, not in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> no, there's no metaphor there. That is like a I wonder thing. what it looks like down there from their view. Seriously. I've always wondered that. Um, it's fascinating. You need to out and have a look. No, but I mean like <laughs> legs out, right? Yeah. Like a baby birthing position. It must be. And t- someone's giving, like going down on you. It must be terrible, like, I reckon. what are you looking at? It'd be awful. I think it's, it's awful. It's not Terrible. I've gone down on women and it's not terrible. How are you? (laughs) Our eyes just lit up, Juliet. We're like, oh, yeah, yes, someone that's got insight, not only an expert but also lesbian experiences. (laughs) Yes, yes, two things we can't go by. Yeah, look, I'm open about my experiences. I'm actually, I've always been in a relationship with men, but then when I'm single, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm... I don't mind having sex with women every now and then. And then two years ago, I was single and um, and I met this girl and she I knew she was she'd just come out of a relationship with another woman. I was like, oh, she's hot. And she's definitely not the typical lesbian. Like, she's really thin and got long hair and all, you know, like a... Yeah, yeah. Not that dyke. Stereotype, yeah. Yep. Gross dyke look. And, um, and, yeah, and now we've been in a relationship for two years, so... Um, you were? Oh, you are, are you in a relationship I'm now with her? I'm in a relationship now with her <gasps> two years later. Oh, okay. so, and I've always said I never would be in a relationship with a woman, and right. now I am. I don't know so, why we assumed you were straight. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm just... A, I don't even identify as innocent. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm just like probably just open to anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's interesting because we did this conversation a few weeks Only ago few about weeks ago, bisexuality. Yeah. And and yeah, how, I yeah, yeah, we did. And we spoke about how I said I had a girl crush on someone and that somebody said to me, you, you kind of can't say that anymore, uh, that, you know, that essentially it's just a crush, you know, just because you say girl crush doesn't uh, mean anyone's going to think you're a lesbian. Are we looking too far uh, into it or do you think that there is a need to kind of pull gender and, and all of that, se- like, sexual preference out of it? Just oh, to look, completely change the topic, a, but I feel like a, it's a really good question for mm. someone that would be able to answer it. 
I think, like, gender's a whole other topic and people get really passionate about it. And, you know, I've worked alongside um, really feminist women who are really into being very inclusive with language around gender and Mm. there's a lot of people who, you know, don't identify as either gender and that's a whole other topic. But for me, I mean, to have a girl crush, everyone's had a girl crush. It doesn't mean you want to have sex with her or maybe you've thought about having sex with her or maybe you just like the way she dresses or whatever it is or her career, you know. Girl crush can mean anything, really. And here we are talking about being going down on someone, looking straight up through someone to their heart and this would be a regular <laughs> occurrence for you. So can you tell me then what is it what does it look like? Yeah, like if you're going right in there, like yeah, are they really all very different or are they really all quite similar? Not that you would look at many vaginas in terms of your relationship, yeah. but in terms of no. what you know. Um look I think Every, like the, every vagina look, look let's get this straight vagina is the hole that like the penis oh, yes. goes in oh. or the, like the toy or the baby comes out of or whatever it is okay yeah right vulva is like the technical term and I don't really care calling it a vagina but um of uh, the vulva is like everything so the flap the clip all that mm-hmm. right so talk about vaginas the vagina is just the hole that stuff goes in and out of that's it but okay anyway whatever who cares that's we care yeah we care well, we care about this right. yeah okay. so that's just a bit of a like anatomy you know 101 mm-hmm. is that um, we're not even calling our bits the right things you know I don't know if I could a, say you know yeah. please stimulate my vulva it's, better yeah nah it's such it's, a gross word it doesn't <laughs> really work. Uh, this no, isn't Volvi. working for me and my vulva. Volvi could be quite cute. Volvi. 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 Okay, well, well of um, the Volvi, how do we actually know if what down there is actually right? Because, I mean, I guess it's like anything on our bodies. You know what I mean? Like, But I think there's no, the question is there's no right or wrong. Are they more similar than they're not? Um, oh, look, it's like penises, you know. They all look, okay. like, yeah. fairly long, if you're lucky, and um, and they look all kind of the same, but they're all different. So vaginas are the same. Like, But I think women do vary. Like, some people, you know, some women are really um, all kind of, in inverted commas, tucked in and, like, clean, and then there's other women who it's just a bit like, oh, wow, there's lots going on down here. See, but this, is, this is why I was so concerned, because I had this discussion a couple of years ago with a mate about an Audi vagina, which I'm assuming is something with what you mean when it's uh, there's there is more going on down there, and I was mm. so concerned that I had an Audi vagina that I actually had to Google image it, because when somebody was explaining to me what it was, I was like... I think that's me. I think, I think I've got one. so sad. And I don't mean this in a condescending way. I mean it just that we, like, I have the thought, we think so much about our bodies. If the one mm. thing we cannot be thinking about, whether mm. it's right or wrong, is a vagina yeah. or a vulva or whatever you want to call it, because that thing puts a baby onto this earth. Like, if that's not the most amazing thing ever, who gives a f- fuck what it looks like it is the most yeah. it's actually a miracle like I that know thing. it's a miracle but I I I care I still care what it yeah, looks like I don't at that point in I time I mean I might be different after having kids but at that point in time I was wanting to know whether mine was not is there not a little voice in the back of your head that hearing never never that goes I wonder if mine looks never. like everybody else's never so I do so because, really like, I do. because lots of women do have these major hang-ups going oh my god am I normal yeah. or like why is one flat 
slightly bigger than the other or whatever. And I just also, but I have a realistic viewpoint, I guess. I don't know much about men and a lot going on in their minds. I can probably have a better idea about women, to be honest. But I I do would like to assume, and I think I can assume correctly, in that I don't think they give a shit as long as there's a bloody enter point. Is there's a hole. Yeah. Mm. I really, uh, guys, like, Correct me if I'm wrong, Juliet. You would know better than me. But, yeah, of course, you're having a shower and, you know, if most women are maintaining, even if you're not, it's still a prospect for them to get off. I don't think they're really caring. Mm. I think there's a lot of, um, like, because of porn and so much access to porn now, men get this idea from a really young age that, um, you know, vulvas should look really, like, Porn pussy, basically, which yeah. is like they handpick like these specific looking. Oh, I can hear a funny. Yeah, oh, no, that's, that's, that's Philip. That's Philip. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they handpick the specific looking um, vaginas, and then men expect every woman to look, women to look like that, and they don't. Mm, no, so, you know. But I never, ever, I guess, I mean, would people have had experiences where people may have, someone's gone down on them and they've gone, you know, or tried to maybe hesitate? Like, does that drive you there or is it just another complex thing? Because I've never had an experience where I would have given, been given a reason externally to question my vagina. Mm, I guess women who aren't uh, aren't very comfortable with how they look, like their vagina. I think looks, it stems from people that so may have that issue already. And not already. even just that. It's it's you know what I mean. Like you can go, are my are my boobs normal? And then you can easily see a pair of boobs and know what know what yours look like. I'm not saying that there is a normal pair, but yeah. I'm just saying you know what yeah. yours look like in comparison to other people. But when it comes to your vagina, you're not you're not seeing a lot of other vaginas that you can go, oh mine's a little bit smaller than that or mine's you yeah. know, mine my colour is a little bit different to that or, you know, mine's yeah. a different shape. I and I think I wasn't to the point where I was like, I'm so upset, I can't let anybody see my vagina. I'm so concerned with the way that it looks if mine is a weird one, if there even is such mm-hmm. a thing. It was more just the fact that I wasn't sure what was normal and I wasn't sure if everybody else's looked like mine because I'll be honest, I've never seen another vagina in the flesh. I don't know what it looks like. I guess also I was in a long-term relationship, so I suppose I was never wondering not sleeping with, like, you know, not sleeping with different guys where I thought, they would be seeing other vaginas all the time. Yeah. He was seeing mine and then that was it, mm. you know. So I guess maybe yeah. that's why I was a bit um, maybe naive to the the whole thought process, which, thank God, because if one thing I can take out of being out of a long-term relationship early on mm. is that I kind of didn't have to worry about that stuff too much. Having said that, jumped yeah. into single land and didn't really think yeah. about it either. But it's interesting. Hey, listen, Philip's gone off, so we need to talk about the last gem. Um, uh-huh. And it is a sad day. Well, it was a sad day because my very favourite bra, about seven seconds before we went on stage to our live show a few weeks ago, the wire just snapped. Even though it was a sad moment, I'm glad that I was there to be with you and hold your hand. I was in your presence when this moment actually happened. I know that it may, some of you may be rolling your eyes and going, that is actually the most ridiculous gem I've ever heard on this show. But, oh, my God, Trust me, that been more <laughs> is, like, go-to, godsend, lifesaver, comfortable, sexy, boosting, not too padded. Uh, it's just the greatest thing I've probably, one of the greatest things I've ever owned. Calvin Klein blazer, Victoria, this Victoria's Secret bra, and 
these these boots that I have are like by far the greatest things in my whole life. The last few weeks I've actually been um quite uh what's the word materialistic with my gems. Yeah, I kind of sound bit. a bit shallow, but I don't <laughs> no, but care. That's cool. It's it's how I feel, and um, this is what's on my mind. How long did how long were you in possession of said bra for? Um, I was given it as a gift, even though X knew my size. He went on a boy trip to America, came back with all this Victoria's Secret. Oh, nice. It was one of the things in there. Really cute. Very big win because, like, you're thinking he's going to fuck it up. And so I reckon <laughs> that was in maybe 2009. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Wow. Is this, and is wow. this a bra that you – is this your daily bra? Like, do you no, wear it to work and everything? but I will wear it if there's a top that needs – Boobs like needs lift, and it's it's should you should have a black bra because I'm a yeah. believer in having black bras under white stuff. I like I think black bras are a part of outfits, mm-hmm. so I'm all for it. So it is my absolute go to when it comes to bras. Am I alone here? Does everyone have one of these? I don't. <gasps> okay, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this after you're saying that you have oh. this amazing Victoria's Secret bra. I have a seven dollar skin coloured strapless Kmart bra that oh. I have been wearing every day for the past, I think, two and a half years. Every day? Well, what? I alternate yeah, between... you never have bra straps on. I've noticed that. Yeah. I alternate between two bras that are the exact same bra that were bought on the same day. So it's only <laughs> one style of bra that I ever, ever, ever and wear. It's strapless. Yeah, I'll show you right now. Wow. And it's way too big for me. It is can, a bit too big, but it pads you a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, because wow, my it's left not boob, all there. No, nah, I don't really have very much boob at all. You do well, though. That bra makes you look like you've got Yeah, but got it looks like boob. I've got boob. We'll take a photo of it. My, le- my left boob is much bigger than my right. Julia, so. what about you? Mm. Oh, look, I have my go... At the, I go through bra stages of, like, favourites. So at the moment, I've got this um, push-up bra because I was kind of thinking, like, my boobs seem to have shrunk, so I went out and bought a push-up bra. Uh-huh. And I've been wearing that heaps lately, but then... What's brands? Let's to... talk brands and things we like. Christy, Kmart. 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 I mean, that's never going to happen for me. Oh, maybe have yeah. Big W. I've got um, one from Big W. even worse. Yeah, that's that pretty Write bad. Write Big W down. No, I'm writing the gems. No, you, not, said, you no, said suggestion. Yeah, we'll Write them, it down. We'll put them on the face. <laughs> and P.S., I can't get bras because they generally don't have my size oh, at can, those things. Can I that's say? that's the bullshit thing about it. Having big boobs and I have a bit and of a... And you're small. Yeah, which is, yes, first world problem to have. Um, you, they do not make them. Cotton on? I've bought a cotton on bra before. Yeah, cotton on body, not too bad for mm. bigger boobs. Juliet, what mm. brand are we talking about from your favourites? I go Calvin Klein or Elle McPherson. Elle McPherson's Ooh, great. you're right up there. See, you've you got a lot of money, Juliet. Yeah. You, uh, money bags over there. <laughs> Sexology well, pays. I just, I just pay, what did you say? Sexology pays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even if I didn't have good money, I put, I like, I spend money on nice clothes yeah. and, and underwear because it makes me feel good. And Same then with I, the bras. The Bendin are great and expensive, but also quite good for bigger busts. Hey, can I just say, I've got a confession to make. I have never in my entire life been properly fitted for a bra. Do you know how I buy bras? When I'm at Kmart, I pick it up and I go, I look at it and I hold the hanger up and I go... Hey, that looks about right. And I take, and hence why <laughs> I've never actually had a proper bra that's fitted. I've never that's gone to. Kind of amazing uh, to me, Julia. How, yeah, what are we never. talking? What boobs? You don't have to give a specific size, but it, what's you know? You said you've shrunk, but what boob size are we think around here? Well, at now I'm twelve B, but um, 
I shrunk since I breastfed because I had my daughter yeah, that's eight right. and a half oh, yeah. years ago. But after breastfeeding, um, my boobs just went from like being these nice, full, like bouncy boobs that I was so proud of to like just. I don't know. There's not much there anymore. Breastfeeding sucked the life out of them. I kind of don't I, know I mean, if I'm excited for that or not. Excited for look, them to be smaller? Breastfeeding was the most. I loved mm. breastfeeding and I'd do it again and again. I just think it's such a great experience with your baby. But um, yeah, my boobs are smaller. So I just, I always, for every single bra I get, I get fitted. I go to David Jones or Maya and I Chrissy, just. Chrissy, we've got to do a video God. on this we and should do, do it. We should do that. And it's, isn't it funny what you said before when you said, oh, I kind of wish that that would happen that I, and I said, what? That you breastfeed and your boobs get smaller. And, and it's so funny because one of my best, best friends is like you, tiny frame, huge cans. Mm. She's like a double D, maybe even larger. And growing First up. First place to put weight on yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And growing up, that was always this thing where mm. I'd be like, oh, I wish I had more boobs. And she would always say, oh, well, you can have mine. She hates her boobs and mm. she's always hides them. And the one time that I've seen in the last few years she's had them out, everybody was like, oh, my God, she's got boobs. What the? Where have they come from? Yeah. Because she hides them away and makes sure she'll get. She might grow into doesn't it. Doesn't like. I mean, doesn't like the look of them, which I've never got. I've never got a grasp on. Grass is always greener. Yeah. But I guess when you, it's childhood too. So she may have developed them pretty early, and that's mortifying. I was the same. At, we were playing cricket on the beach. Couldn't wear like triangles like everybody else. Was just so mortified by how to deal with being a silver chair tomboy to having breasts. Like that still mortifies me. <laughs> See, I still can't wear, you're saying can't wear triangles. I still can't wear triangles because my boobs are too small. Well, I can wear them now and yeah. just look, people look at me like, that's a rack. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, thank you. Now, I'm, a like, rack. now I'm like, yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah. you got to own that. If I'm yeah. and I'm like, triangle central, <laughs> like, getting them out there, didn't do anything, still came back single. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm much more prouder of it. But, you know, you know the biggest thing for me? Sass and Bide. When Sass and Bide were in their heyday, every top they had was built to be worn with no bra. Kate Moss style, you know, frail thin, Ooh. Kate Moss style, uh, you know, like see-through with a bit of nip. And because I love my fashion so much and I really don't, I'm edgy enough to not give a shit about a bra, I wanted to be in that style so bad. Could never do it because, because I'm like too big. woman girl. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not like model girl, you know. Do you ever, um, have you ever, Juliet, just rocked, rock no bra? Do you ever just free boo-boo? Yeah. Oh, my oh, early See, I do. I was the girl who, who just... Oh, you were the Sassan Bai girl. Because they just sat there perfectly. Oh. And they just, this is so great. And, I, yeah, I can't anymore, though. I just kind of feel like, mm, no, nah, I'm going to wear bars from now on. I do but like... I did to, go on, bars. Sorry. No, it was the girl who didn't wear bras, definitely. And so you, like, and so there was all, do you know the tops that I'm talking about? Or dresses, yeah, 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 the I super know. backless yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff where you're like, yeah. wow, I would, someone would bring, this dress will look amazing on you. I'm like, oh, no, darling, I can't straps. wear a bra. Like, not a chance. Unless it's like couture and you're like sucked into it, you know? I remember in school, I think this was like maybe seven and eight, so the beginning of high school, that there was some myth that if you didn't sleep in your bra, your boobs would go saggy. So there were all <laughs> girls in our year oh, level that were sleeping with their, their bras on with underwire and being completely uncomfortable because they thought that they were going to get like grandma saggy tits if they didn't. Talking about this mm. now, all I want to do is take my bra off and just go home. Is that not the like, best feeling oh, when you get home and you just rip it off? I yeah. just realised I don't have a bra on and I'm <gasps> all day. Are you free dressed, boobs? ready to go to work? I'm free. 
Is that, I've, look, I've just, I've got like a black long dress on and it's kind of like a clingy one. So I guess it maybe holds them in or something. But I, do, I just realised I was sitting here and I'm in like my workouts and I don't have a bra on. Oh my God, can wow. you take a photo of it and send it to us and we'll put it up on our Facebook okay. page? That would be brilliant. Our sisters want to see things, you know. Hey, and Juliet, that was obviously, that wasn't a conscious thing. You just kind of got to put the dress on and it wasn't like, I'm not going to wear a bra today because you were even surprised when you just noticed it. Yeah, Yeah, I was sitting here and I was listening and I was like, Hang on, I'm, yeah. not even, I'm not wearing a bra and I've been out all day and just got home. That's amazing. I Now I just feel yeah. sad about my Vic secret. Like, she's just... <laughs> you can't feel sad about having an big absolute boots, you know, bad boy. Like, no, but that beautiful little pe- creature that's just helped me all the time. She's can sexy. You get it fixed? She's, can you get it fixed I'll somewhere? I'll have to buy a new one, but it won't be the same. The memories are gone. It's Take over. the bra in to Victoria's Secret. Say, I want one exactly <laughs> like this. Yeah, and Victoria's Secret in Melbourne... Yeah, there's one at Emporium. Is there? Yeah, there's a new one there. <gasps> this weekend! Yeah! Like, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Not a word of a lie. I'm going to Victoria's Secret. Hey, and I might come along and get my first ever bra fitting. Yeah, get we'll. Bra fitting. It's amazing. Yeah. Be like, Congratulations, you're a double A. And I'll be Yay. like, <laughs> You do not need to spend $85 on this thing because it's just going to cover your nipples. <laughs> but you, girl, geez, let's hitch them up. <laughs> We need some straps for you. <laughs> what have you been using? Your bra, morons. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that is it from our podcast, Juliet. That was so fun. It was. Thanks for having me. No worries. We will definitely have to get you back on um, and hear more. I think I was really interested in about the looking up straight yeah, up through same. the vagina into the heart. That was a really good – yeah, it was really it good was to good get someone who knows what they're talking about. It was about. a very good – that was yeah. a very yeah. good uh, lesson. Um, now, Juliet, where can we find you if you are in the Gold Coast? area and people are looking for what kind of things for a sexologist would people potentially come and see you for um look people come and see me for lots of things but generally it's women who are either in relationships that are not having sex either because they don't want to or their partner doesn't want to Mm -hmm. or there's some Mm -hmm. kind of dynamic happening there or women who um want to be exploring more like within their sexuality so who are like oh I'm married to a man but I keep masturbating thinking about women or something Mm -hmm. like that what the fuck am I a lesbian you know like questions that they're asking themselves that I have no one to talk to about brilliant Um, yeah so women come to me for everything though there's you know, it's such a, like, everyone's having sex or they're not having sex or they're thinking about it. And so it's such a big, wide topic that there's no barriers really to yeah. what but I, But that's the thing. Know. Everybody's everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's done it. It shouldn't be something that is... Yeah, well, we're, trying, we freak we're out trying to knock talk, it out of the park. You know, but, um, freak out about talking about it. It shouldn't think, be that way. I think it's your mm-hmm. your job's definitely going to become more and more in demand, I think, yeah. as, uh, as the times yeah. change. So if people do want to find you, where can they find you online? You can find me on my website, which is www.juliet-allen.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Facebook, it's Juliet Allen. Okay, yeah. great. Nice. All right. Brilliant. Well, make sure you go and head to those pages if you do want to contact Juliet um, around the Queensland Gold Coast area or if you just want to let her know that you loved her on the show and, and let her know that you heard her here. Hey, listen, if you haven't um, listened to the podcast before, we have a whole heap, like a year's worth of content uh, and and different girls' topics that you can go back and check out, and that is on iTunes. It's pretty mm-hmm. readily available. Um, or you can check us out at thinkagirl.com.au or our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash thinkagirls. That's it from us. 
Thanks, Juliet. Thanks, Juliet. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, see you next time. Bye. Next time. Bye. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.